we are wrapping up uh, Christmas at South Hills, right? We're wrapping up Christmas at South Hills. And over the last few weeks, we talked about the Christmas story and the gifts that the three, uh, the wise men brought to Jesus, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Some of you left last week like, wow, myrrh. Didn't even think that was the thing, right? But today, on this Christmas day, I want to take a little, take you, take us on a a deeper dive, if you would, and share something that's not so obvious, right, on, or not so obvious about the Christmas story. And my message is titled, Knowing Something and Experiencing Something. Knowing Something and Experiencing Something. How many of you know that there's a difference between the two? Right? There's a difference between knowing something and actually experiencing it. Let me give you a couple of examples. I, I think I know what it would be like to be married versus experiencing marriage for yourself, right? <laughs> Men, right? Yeah, I know. I think I know what it would be like to be a dad of four girls versus experiencing it for myself. You don't know until you've done it. I've seen pictures and heard of people who've been to Puerto Rico versus experiencing it for yourself. I saw the news on what the hurricane was like in the aftermath versus experiencing it for yourself. I can explain just how fun and exciting going down a natural water rock slide is. Versus experiencing it for yourself. I can try to convince you that a Mr. Softy Vanilla cone with rainbow sprinkles is the best thing ever. Versus experiencing it for yourself. You see, there's a difference. There's a difference of, yeah, I kind of know or I've heard or I've seen and actually participated and experienced it for yourself. Scott Erickson says, and quote, there's a difference between reading books about life and the actual risk and reward of living a life of travel, valor, love, and service. There is a deep knowing that only can be attained through participation. Now, we see this beautiful reality played out in the Christmas story. Matthew Chapter 2, verses 1 to 2 says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. Now the Magi, they... They knew about it, right? They had heard about it. They had heard what was told, but they wanted to experience it and participate in it for themselves. They could have said, oh, man, that's a beautiful story. I love it. That's cool. They could have said, man, I I heard about this prophecy. Man, that must be incredible. I hope he's born somewhere. 
I hope it is real. But that's not what they did. They heard, they knew about it, and they said, man, we want to experience it for ourselves. These wise men were familiar with the prophecies of the coming of God as a man, Savior, from the Israelite slaves. This is prophesied many, many years ago. They obviously believed the scriptures and the prophecies. Otherwise, they would have never made that massive journey from Persia. And sometimes knowing, sometimes knowing is just not enough. You want to experience it for yourself. The wise men didn't want to just know the truth. They wanted to experience the transformation that truth brings through participation. Through participation. The Magi had a deep desire to connect with the creator of the world. They wanted to know God and they were willing to move from the observation deck to the participation deck in the pursuit of knowing. They wanted to to be in it rather than just see it from a distance. Today we may not be We may not be asked to travel hundreds and hundreds of miles to experience the presence of a newborn king. But the stars leading you to to a deeper knowledge of God may be just as mysterious now as it was back then. Listen, transformation happens through active participation not passive observation. If you want to see God move in your life, if you want to see different, something different in your life, you've got to be an active participant, not just an observer from the distance. It's cool to come to church. I love it. I I love the fact that you are here today. But you want to know what's going to make me float on cloud nine? Is seeing you get in it. Seeing you be a participant in this experience that's called the Christian life journey. What it means to be a follower of Christ. We see other examples of this throughout scriptures. The shift from observation to participation and the significant impact that it has on an individual's life and faith. Second Kings chapter 5, Naaman almost missed his, ceiling, uh, his healing because he didn't want to have to participate in the process. Could you imagine that? Missing out on your healing because you rather see it or hear about it as opposed to being in it. John 9, in an odd turn of events, Jesus didn't heal a blind man in the moment. He started the process and told the blind man to participate by washing in a specific specific pool of water. Be active. In Matthew 14, Jesus didn't miraculously make baskets of food appear out of thin air. He had the disciples participate in the miracle by handing it out person by person 
and yet never running out. There's another part of the Christmas story where someone is invited to participate, and I want to share that this morning with you. Matthew 1, verse 18, it says, This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Verse 20, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22, all of this occurred to fulfill a Lord's, the Lord's message through, the prophet, through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Now, we've all heard that story at some point or another. But I want to take a deeper dive as we discuss being an active participant. That active participant was Joseph. Joseph had a very, had every good, logical, and legitimate reason to back out of this relationship. It was starting wrong. But God invites him. He invites Joseph to lean in, to stay, to participate in what may have been the hardest invitation he has ever been invited to. We don't know a lot about the rest of Joseph's life, but we know that shortly after Jesus' birth, they, uh, they, they had to flee to Egypt for safety and live as refugees for a few years. We can only begin to imagine the thrill, the tension, the beauty, and the challenge for Joseph as he was participating in God's redemption story in this way. The reality is that everyone, everyone's familiar with Christmas, and almost everyone observes Christmas. The question for us this morning on Christmas Day is how are you? How are you participating in the Christmas story? What is your role in the Christmas story? How are you showing up? How are you stepping in? How are you getting your feet wet, so to speak, right? Yes. We all may believe the truth. Just, just as the Magi believed that a Savior King would be born. But are we participating in the truth? Are we participating in the truth? Because there's a difference between knowledge and experience. 
Right? We just discussed that. There's a difference between knowledge and experience, and Jesus is inviting us to experience the reality of Christmas because transformation happens through active participation, not passive observation. Does that make sense? So I want to wrap it up this morning. You're like, OMG. He's actually on the finish line. Right, Paul? I still got the closing. So what does that actually mean? Right? How's, how do we apply that practically? Right? That transformation happens through active participation, not passive observation. Well, let's read a little bit about that. James Chapter 1, verses 22 to 25 says, But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Friends, don't just see or observe God's word, but become an active participant of God's word. And experience it. Be a doer of his word. Last night I encouraged everyone as we lit the candles that God has he has called us a light. To be a light. And I had them hold that candle and reflect that we are the light of this world. That he's called us to be different. To not to conform to, 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 the, to, to the, the way this world lives, but to be different. And he wasn't talking about what you wear on your head or on your feet or what team you support. He said, in your heart, let others see the good deeds. May others see the, the light that shines, that's within you, that he has placed in you. So he's called us to be a light. He's called us to share Jesus with our friends, with our family members, with our co-workers, with our classmates. He's called you to live differently than someone else who doesn't know Jesus. I remember when I started in my walk with Jesus, well, actually before I even started my walk with Jesus, I would ask my wife, I don't know why, why, I, why I need Jesus. I don't know. But I remember there was something special about her. I just didn't know that it was Jesus inside of her. And the moment I began to understand that it was Jesus inside of her, I wanted it for my life. I wanted Jesus 
to do something inside of me so that the world would see something incredible. Today, I'd like, to, I'd like for you to consider three ways that you would increase active participation in your faith. Maybe it's committing to reading scripture or praying each day. Maybe it's committing to volunteer in the community once a month. Maybe it's choosing an intentional way of living a generous lifestyle. Maybe it's doing the hard work of healing a broken relationship. Maybe it's living in expectancy that God will do the things that he has promised. That's what the Magi did. Something was prophesied. Something was promised. And they wanted to see it come to fruition. They wanted to see it for themselves. That's what Joseph did. He hung around. He stayed with Mary because he believed that the transformation was going to come. And that's what Christmas is, church. It's the fulfillment of God's promises that people have been waiting on for generations. Jesus, the Savior, was to be born for not just a particular group of people, not just the chosen group, but even for the Gentiles like us, the non-believers, the people that hesitated, the people that could not understand. For each and every single one of us. So church, don't stay on the sidelines just knowing. Become a participant and experience all that God has for you. And I believe is it's incredible. He has something incredible for each and every single one of you. And he's calling you out to be a participant and experience it for yourself. Don't let somebody else tell you of what God is doing in their life. Experience what God wants to do in your life. Amen?